Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 30 I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. O Lord, I have brought up my soul from Sheol. You restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you, her saints, and give thanks to her holy name. For her anger is but for a moment, and her favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. But your favor, O Lord, you made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face, and I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cry, and to the Lord I plead for mercy. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have loosed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness, that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. Revelation chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. After this I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice, which had a voice like a trumpet, speaking to me like a trumpet, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven, with one seated on the throne. And he who sat there had the appearance of jasper and carnelian, and around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and seated on the thrones were twenty-four elders, clothed in white garments, with golden crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder, and before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God, and before the throne there was, as it were, a sea of glass like crystal. And around the throne, on each side of the throne, are four living creatures, full of eyes front and behind. The first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature was like an ox, the third living creature with the face of a man, and the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, each of them had six wings, are full of eyes all around and within, and day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, 
The twenty-four elders fell down before him who was seated on the throne and worshipped him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Good morning and welcome to the second Friday of Eastertide. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 30, Isaiah 6, and Revelation 4. And there's all kinds of visions in this morning's readings. Um, Isaiah 6 is his call story, which is weird because the other prophetic books uh, have their call story right there in chapter 1, including, for example, Ezekiel. And in Ezekiel's vision, um, there's... I've heard it described as the chariot of the Lord, but I don't think that, that the word actually appears. Um, but in Ezekiel's call story, um, it begins with this thing, uh, a wind or uh, the midst of fire. Um, and like I said, people call it a chariot, but I, I don't know. I think it's, it may be, it just doesn't say it. But this chariot contains four beasts, and um, the four had the face of a human, a lion, an ox, and an eagle, which is precisely the kind, uh, the same exact four beasts that John uses. Lion, uh, the first living creature like a lion, the second living creature like an ox, the third living creature with the face of a man, and the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight. And these are the four uh, things that are also used for the evangelists. And the evangelists, you know, the the prophetic value of these four beasts is pretty clear. But like the church chose, you know, which gospels were legitimate. I don't know if it planned to use four and then planned to use those four beasts. Um, it's, it's unlikely, but whatever. Um, and... So John is clearly drawing upon Ezekiel's vision of this so-called chariot. Um, <clears throat> and I was, I'm reading right now this book, uh, Rabbi Jesus by Bruce Chilton. And in it, he makes this claim, and it's, it's almost like narrative, narrative, I don't know if it's fiction. He, he, he tells the life of Jesus using the Bible, but also leaning on other apocryphal and pseudographical stuff. Um, and one of the things that he mentions that he doesn't really support, he just kind of throws it out there, is that John and Jesus, you know, they are, they work together. John is Jesus's mentor. And um, he says, well, you know, John, what is really popular and what everybody does, who's, you know, uh, an itinerant prophetic voice at the time, is it's all about Ezekiel 1 and this chariot of the Lord. Um, and I, I don't know, I didn't, he doesn't really explain why this is really important. Um, but Ezekiel is, he returns, or he is, he's in exile, and so maybe making sense of um, the Israelite tradition um, while, uh, you know, maybe not in the rivers of Babylon, was it the first or second? I'm starting to uh, 
confuse myself, but um, Bruce Chilton thinks that the chariot of fire, the, the, the Lord's chariot, is a central motif for John and therefore for Jesus. Um, and I don't, I don't know if I see it, but it got me thinking as to whether or not it might be a part of like the divine armor. Um, and one of the things I definitely think is, it's not necessarily part of the motif, but it certainly makes several appearances, is what is translated as the rainbow, or a rainbow, but it really is just a keshet, which is an archer's bow. And an archer's bow, if it's um, pulled, makes this curved figure, almost a semicircle. And if you think about it, the rainbow means it's pointing up at God. And here in John, or I'm sorry, Revelation, a rainbow makes an appearance, but it isn't clear that it's necessarily the same thing. And John's writing in Greek, and Keshet obviously is, is Hebrew. Um, but the the rainbow in this case, it seems to be circling the throne. But it does at least call out um, the Noahic covenant to not destroy the earth by water, um, and also this weaponry, you know, the, the armor of God, um, and a chariot of the Lord, you know, may not be, you know, kind of integral to um, the uh, divine divine warrior armor of God motif, but it certainly evokes it. Um, I don't know why Chilton thinks it's a big deal, maybe he explains it later in the book, I'm not done with it, but um, all of this is military imagery of you know, battle imagery, and it evokes spiritual battle. Um, you know, if we can't talk about and understand, you know, have a, a, a rational conversation about physical battle and what we learn from it and what we can learn from it, um, we'll never fully understand spiritual battle. And, you know, I've, I don't know if I've written it anywhere, but, you know, we don't talk about something like we see how great that goes for Harry Potter or rather for Hogwarts, when they suggest, you know, just don't say his name. We won't speak his name. Just don't talk about it. Um, like burying your head in the sand doesn't do shit. Um, if anything, it leaves you unprepared. Um, and so I think, as I say all the time, like we need to have a better conversation about this imagery. We need to have a better conversation about the fact that the Old Testament contains violence, that God commands, and what to do about that, Instead, rather than just saying, oh, well, you know, explaining it away and trying to say, well, that God is Jesus. I think, I th as I said it, maybe not last week or the week before, but in Isaiah 25, like, which is a prophetic book that Christians see a whole bunch of um, you know, prophecies about the future, God says, I will no longer rebuke my people. I will remember the covenant of Noah, you know, the one with the rainbow, I will rebuke them no longer. And so when Jesus comes, rebuke for God's people uh, in the way that uh, it occurred in the Old Testament uh, has changed. And God remembers the Noahic covenant. He remembers um, the rainbow, the archer's bow that he placed in the sky, aimed at himself. Um, and sure enough, God goes to the cross without dragging anybody with him. Um and so the, it's important to think about, you know, this armor, this warrior imagery, whether it's the chariot of fire, the rainbow, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of Yehoshua, 
Um, we need to have a better conversation around this because if we don't, we're not helping anybody, but you know, the enemies, uh, you know, the, the proverbial enemy, when we don't have uh, a firm grasp of, you know, the enemy's capabilities and tactics, we'll, it's a, it will be a battle that we'll always lose. A prayer in times of conflict from the Book of Common Prayer. O oh God, you have bound us together in a common life. Help us in the midst of our struggles for justice and truth to confront one another without hatred or bitterness and to work together with mutual forbearance and respect. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, Always family. Semper Familia.